0: I'd like to have us take our Bibles and go to Matthew chapter nine and we'll be in a few passages of scripture in our time and we're getting a little bit of a late start. So I'm going to talk as quickly as I can. If you can listen as quickly as you can. Um, and this is a, uh, a result of a conversation I had yesterday and then a- another one this morning with some folks. Um, And then I received something via email yesterday that I'm actually using as a template for what we're talking about today. Um, It was very helpful connecting these conversations that I've had with others. So one of the conversations had to do with um, a misunderstanding of salvation. What is, um, what are in our culture, what might people think about salvation? And I know that's a little bit of an ambiguous question, but let's just define it this way um, Can works earn salvation? We know it's not possible to work our way into heaven. But yet, one of the misunderstandings and even the lies of our adversary, the devil, would be that you can work, you can do enough good to outweigh your bad. Okay, that's a lie. It's not true. But yet, that's probably a prevalent understanding of the need for salvation or lack of need for salvation in our culture that, yeah, I see, I'm, I have, I, I see there's problems, but I, as long as my good works outweigh my bad works, I'll be fine. Okay, it's a misunderstanding. Uh, it may be that a misunderstanding would be, I'm not a Hitler. I'm not, I'm not only those really bad people will, will not be in heaven. Um, I'm not that bad, is a misunderstanding. Um, Another misunderstanding would be you cannot know for sure that you're going to heaven. Okay, we know that's not true. That's a misunderstanding. So if those are misunderstandings about salvation, are there misunderstandings about prayer? In other words, if we would say, why wouldn't there be... Seeing the need, why wouldn't there be more people trusting Jesus as savior? We would actually say then why don't we see more people praying? Why don't we see prayer as a bigger component of church life than it is? why don't we see our one hundred people on this call and um some misunderstandings about prayer might be that it's boring that it's lifeless um and I would say there is an aspect of prayer that can be boring if you're praying for the same thing over and over and over and over on a day-by-day basis maybe that might get a little bit redundant might be a little a little bit mechanical um doesn't need to be but it might be it might be just a, a misunderstanding of prayer um we might also say if you look at some of the prayer meetings of our churches that prayer is for old people. <laughs> and um, often that is the case. Often, not always, but often in prayer meetings, it's the gray hair. And I have gray hair, so I can I have a license to say this. But it's for old people, that young people are not compelled because when they come into a prayer meeting, it's all old people, right? Um, often prayer warriors are referred to as old people or old people are often referred to as prayer warriors. Um, and as has been said, sometimes the reason, I mean, it's, it's been said, the reason people don't come to our prayer meetings is because they've been to our prayer meetings, right? So that's uh that's a misunderstanding of prayer or, and this is, I think, a big cause of a misunderstanding of prayer. And that is that, It's easier to see the the benefit of our work. So if I study hard for Sunday and I have to preach on Sunday, um, it's easier to see the the fruit of my labor in my diligence rather than in my praying. Um, And I wrestled through this in pastoral ministry. Um, It's very easy for me to study more than I pray. Why? Because Sunday's coming, and if, if I'm not ready on Sunday, people will know it. People may not know that I haven't prayed. So, yeah, there's, a, there's a, our misunderstandings of prayer. So, um, I received yesterday uh, a, 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 an email that listed fruits of prayer in the New Testament. Fruits of prayer in the New Testament. And I'm just going to go through a few of these. I happen to be at this point um giving the the meditation on Friday as well this week, so it may be that we cover some now or some and some Friday, but um here's some fruits this is reasons that we pray um and i and i'm I'm going to preface this, and I know we're not to Matthew nine yet, but I'm going to preface this by saying Probably. If somebody, if we were to say, "What's why do we pray?" the average answer would be to get things. Okay, we pray because we're sick, or we pray because we need money, or we pray because uh, we're traveling. So we we pray to get things, and that's not untrue. It's just not the whole story. But yet, for many Christians, that's the reason to pray. So, but that's not all of the reasons found in the New Testament to pray. So here are some other reasons to pray and focusing on the other reasons could actually help fuel the fire and put wind in the sails for prayer in general. So Matthew chapter nine and verses 36 through 38, read this way. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then saith he unto his, his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous. In other words, <laughs> it, um, I, I've had occasion to stand in some winter wheat fields in Colorado that are just about to be harvested. And you look through the acres and acres and acres of ripe wheat, and you would, you would say, um, the harvest is plenteous. You would even say, what a huge, visible harvest. This is what Jesus is saying. Yeah, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. So what's the answer? Pray. Pray ye, therefore, and this is obviously praying to get, but it's not just getting selfish things. It's getting harvest, harvesters. Pray ye, therefore, and we could even say, Bow your head, maybe get on your knees, fold your hands, whatever, whatever prayer posture you're going to adopt. Pray ye therefore now, do it now. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest. And um, it's my, my belief that the Lord of the harvest is the Holy spirit. You may challenge that. Um, But pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers. So this is the, these are the people that, that, that drive the equipment, or these are the, the people that walk through the, the rows of corn or the wheat, whatever. These are the, the hands that are harvesting, right, um, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. So one reason to pray, at least, is um, that gospel workers would be generated, that gospel workers would be generated. We can even say that gospel workers would be discipled. So these are people that already know Jesus Christ as savior, but they may be sitting in the pew and let's be praying that God would burden their heart to be harvesters. Let's be praying that this is not just sending out missionaries, although that's included. This is, this is actually seeing people passionate about being used in gospel advance. We can pray for this. Um, And, and frankly, this, This is an exciting reason to pray, to see God's kingdom advance. Um, Secondly, uh, Colossians 4, if you would uh, go to Colossians chapter 4, and I'm just going to read verses 2 through 4. So the first reason or first fruit or first um, reason that we should be praying, one of the reasons, and these are not necessarily in priority order, this is just in the order that I'm following, that gospel workers would be generated. Secondly, that doors would be opened for speaking. That doors would be opened for speaking. Colossians chapter four, verses two and four. And we can pray this for our neighborhood. We can pray this for our our um, our work workplaces. Um, Colossians four two through four. Continue in prayer, and watch. I love that. Open your eyes. Okay. <laughs> yes, pray, but also then. Match the praying with opening your eyes. Look across the street. What's your neighbor doing? Um, I'm not talking about weird things. I'm just saying, I'm just saying you know, no, don't get the police called on you. But uh, pray and then open your eyes. Watch. Be alert. You're praying. Watch what God might do. And watch in the same with thanksgiving. God, I thank you for what you're going to do. I thank you in advance for what you're going to do. And this came to mind, and I'm watching the time here. This came to mind, and I was sitting uh, in a man's office this morning, and I was recounting to him some of the things that God is doing through ACORN Global Advance. And he started by taking notes, and uh, we call these boat stories, and there's a reason for that. I'll I'll hit that another day. But um, um, And then he set his pen down, and he just crossed his arms. And he listened. It was almost like, I cannot believe what God is doing. I don't want to take, I just want to enjoy what God is. This is the, what I, what I thought of when I, when he said that and had that posture, um, continue your prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. God, I cannot believe you're using me this way. I cannot believe you're answering these prayers. Um, with all praying for us, this is verse three. Colossians four, that God would open unto us a door of utterance. Wow. That person has been hard to the gospel. That person has been the prodigal. I cannot believe they just asked that question. We're praying. We're praying, thanking God for what he's going to do and praying that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ, to unfold the gospel to be able to th- go walk through that door never been through that door before that person hasn't allowed us to been in that bin and that part of the of his spiritual house before but god has opened the door and i have been able to speak the mystery of christ for which i am also in bonds that i may make it manifest i love that word manifest it means to be obvious to be plain um, that it would be so you're giving the gospel and that person is saying you've told me this many times before and it's never resonated that it would be made manifest, that it would be open, that that prodigal would prodigal would say, why haven't I seen this before? Why haven't I seen this before? Or that coworker saying, you have given me God's word so many times and it's never made sense. It just made sense. This is why we pray that doors would be open for speaking that I may make manifest, make it manifest as I ought to speak. (laughs) So this is, this is Paul saying, this is my assignment. I have been commissioned to do this, but how much fun is this? Okay. This is God's work that I get to be involved in. So um, we're going to stop there so we can pray, but let's be praying. Well, I'm going to mention the third one, and then this is this is just be for homework. Okay, this will be um, just for your just to challenge your heart a little bit. The third one is found in Ephesians six, right after the the armor of the Christian, and uh, especially beginning in verse eighteen, where we're praying for the Holy Spirit to work. That's that's revival praying. That's awakening praying. That's gospel advance praying. But at least these first two we can consider today gospel workers would be generated, and doors would be open for speaking. This is fruits of praying. And we could even say fruits of praying together.